Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Dick jokes, bullshit. Wow, my wife. Like, what, what do you want from me? My wife. And there it is, baby. Welcome to Into the Twilight. <laughs> what, Cody? What do you want from me? Do you want to know that I sobbed to Angel by Sarah McLaughlin today for real? Oh my though? god! Like, what do you want? <laughs> you from were bringing me? up so much energy at the stop at the start of this. <laughs> it was meant to be a bit, and then I actually started sobbing. Oh okay. Like, what do you want from me? Is this the kind of content that you're looking for? Welcome to Into Twilight, all right? If that isn't indicative of your whole life and brand, then I don't know what <laughs> is. <laughs> Listening to Sam Falcon as a bit and then just sobbing by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, the worst part was that, like, one of my middle schoolers definitely saw me just, like, openly weeping in my car. And I was like, I'm just going to deal with this tomorrow. So, hi, Cody. Hi, what's up? First of all. Also, hello to this mysterious new guest um, that we have. Who am I? Well, <laughs> um, would you mind introducing yourself, please and thank you? Hello, my name is Jacob Emanuel Shao. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I am Jacob. 21 years old, and I like to have fun. And what's your sign? <laughs> my sign, I am a Virgo, but I believe just barely. Okay. Cool. Sure. All right, that's good yeah. to know. Um, <laughs> Does will... that affect your sign? If you <laughs> I'm a diet a Virgo. Sign? <laughs> I'm a lightly reduced Virgo. I'm a Virgo zero sugar, actually. <laughs> right. um, well, that's good to know, Jacob. Welcome to the space. Um, Thank you. That will be really valuable when we're talking about Bella Swan. Oh, shit. <laughs> different season cool 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 um nice dude (laughs) but you'll be bringing incredibly valuable content to this um especially because we have another character anastasia Steele, who was also born in september so what the hell it'll work out great wow Um, amazing i am incredibly happy that we have someone else here because we've had cody has it been one other guest i mean technically there were two of them (laughs) Well, yes, we've had the crazy. Right. Um, so that's that's it's been a hot minute. I, it's been a hot minute. It's been it's been over a year yeah. since we've had wow. a guest. Was it breaking down part one? It was. Yeah. Wow. It was breaking down part one. Um, so it's been oh. so many movies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Speaking of movies, you are incredibly prepared for today. <laughs> And that makes me a little bit emotional, if I'm being honest, um, which then makes me upset because you're so prepared. And that makes me incredibly happy for this movie of Fifty Shades Freed. Cody, before we can get to that, though, we should talk about current events with Jacob. It's Jacob. I'm going to be honest. It's really hard to say your name without screaming it. Like I do Jacob Black. Like I'm trying. I imagine that my name must interact weirdly with this podcast incredibly so yeah yeah the every time i make <laughs> i'm making a concerted yeah. effort to say your name and not scream it out 
And that's... Please be nice to our guests. (laughs) Yeah. It's not just yell. (laughs) I totally understand because there was a point where I had to watch all the Twilight movies in one evening for work. No, wait, hold on. What the fuck? Tell me more. Uh, I yeah we uh, for for my job marathoned the Twilight movies and the like two months following that was just Twilight season for us so uh, it was just incredibly confusing. Uh, turns out Jacob is a primary character <laughs> yes. in the series. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm happy to be primarily discussing Fifty Shades, where my name is not Christian. Yes, um, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's a relief. Now, I know a little bit about this from your content, but can you tell me and the rest of our show about your experiences with Twilight, please? I absolutely can. So uh, my first experience with Twilight ever was years ago. Not that many. Like two years ago, Eons. I was on a Decade. date. Eons. Decades ago. It was so a different man ago. then. Yeah. I was an adult at this point, but I was on a, uh, a date. You know how when you're on a date, you can't just say, let's hook up after we finish our food. You have to say, do you want to watch a movie or something? Right. So sure. We had totally. done that. You got to pretend sure. nothing's happening. So yeah. uh, we both were pretending we were interested in the idea of watching a movie. <laughs> and then we went back to her dorm room. And she was like, what movie do you want to watch? Clearly, it didn't matter. But I was like, you know, I've never seen Twilight. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we picked it off the shelf. She had it in DVD form. My yeah. hero. And we played it. <laughs> and uh, in retrospect, the movie was so much more interesting than any experience I had following it. Oh. Uh, I wish I had just watched the full movie. It we stopped paying attention to the movie at the baseball scene. Which oh was my dope. god! <laughs> yeah, so good. Like a year after that, uh, for work, we were marathoning the entire thing because we watch movies and talk over them, and we did that for all of Twilight. And I was delighted to see that the series goes on past the baseball scene. Yeah. Yes, yes, welcome. But it isn't. It's unfortunately not just baseball scenes, which no. would have been the best. If it was a baseball movie. <laughs> Uh, I'd be in. Yeah, yeah. I want to know more about A League of Their Own, but mashed up with Twilight. Oh, Mm. yes. Just a a team of gay, immortal vampires. Literally, that's all we've been wanting from Twilight. A, the baseball shit is like two seconds long, and B, nobody is gay as you want them to be. (laughs) That would solve all of our problems. Is no one in Twilight gay? (sighs) Jacob. (sighs) We don't have time. I, I think this has come up before. There is not enough time in this world yeah. uh. to tell you about the dissertation that we have created over the past like two years. <laughs> we oh could have like a collective TED talk about, about this. We'll have that another time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm glad though that you know about the saga and that you've also started to immerse yourself in Fifty Shades coming into this space. Um, that will. Mm-hmm. That will be more of a, a valuable, nuanced <laughs> conversation there. It's nice to know that, though, because you will be familiar with Robert Pattinson, hopefully, and not just <laughs> as Intimately, Edward Cullen. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Cody, would you mind doing me the honor of talking about one of our first current events, please? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the internet's done it again. <laughs> They've done a bad thing. They've done a really bad thing. <laughs> and that is that people are tossing around the idea of like, oh, who should be the next Batman? There's been some contenders in the race. One of them that has come up has been Sir Robert, Robert Pattinson because someone Sir. made... The, Sir, he's knighted Because <laughs> someone made this horrible, horrible image of him, like, with a shadowed, like, Batman behind him, and I hate looking at it. It's so grainy. Yeah. First yep. of all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they tried to make it look, like, aged, like, because definitely with, like, the hair that's happening and the suit, like, it definitely looks like... He's, like, an older, you know, it's, it's an older time period. It's, like, an older photo or whatever. Right. But it just looks dirty. <laughs> like a it dirty does. photo. Somehow, well. I my instinct is to rub my laptop, but there's nothing on there <laughs> except for a really <laughs> shitty piece of fan art. I'm looking at this photo now. Yes. And it's, I'm just going to say right now, this is horrible fan art. I'm going <laughs> to give this, like, a 3 out of 12. <laughs> First off. What an arbitrary scale. <laughs> it's like a... a a Google Images photo of Robert Pattinson that they dragged directly from the images page, so it's low quality. And then they just, like, decreased the exposure behind him, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Jacob, I love when you talk science to me. (laughs) (laughs) I need everyone to click on the actual little button that says credits because it gives you a full-sized image. Oh, you weren't there? No, I wasn't there. Oh, Welcome to the space. Um, oh, wow. There is a full image. Right. Like, that one looks at least better than the shitty cropped legs. <laughs> yeah, the full image of, like, our pants as the Batman here just straight up looks like a, a cutout. Yeah. Like, a flat Stanley of our yes. pads with what, to me, doesn't look like a Batman in the background so much as just, like, one of my cats. Like, that is a shadow of my cat. I was about to cat. say the same thing. What is that a shadow of? Yeah, that's not... <laughs> Any Batman I know. Honestly, this looks like some sort of vague fan art about Puxatawney Phil, if I'm being honest. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how I feel about it. Oh, okay, but Robert Pattinson in a Groundhog Day reboot? I could fucking get down with that. Are you kidding me? That tells me a lot. I'm all the way in. Now, just stay with me in the space for just one more minute. If our Pats was Batman... Who is his Alfred? Oh, God. Taylor Lautner. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Who else could possibly be Alfred? <laughs> Just a buddy. And he would do a British accent. Oh, my Christ. Oh, I don't, I think it would hurt to listen to him to try to do a British accent. <laughs> oh, no. And also, Allie would explode, for sure. I would, would pass self- out. combust into flames. <laughs> I would never leave the theater is the problem. I hate this. I hate the idea of it, mainly because there shouldn't be any more Batman movies, but that's just a personal take on that series. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just let it die. That's all I'm saying. Just let it die. I want to talk about a mood here that I don't want to die. Um, and it is Jamie Dornan on this piece from The Express. He's promoting this... I don't, what is it, a biopic? Was he yeah. with Rosamund yes. Pike? I don't yes. know, whatever. You know, his new movie called Not Fifty Shades? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> the reason why I love this article so much is the fact that he's calling this biopic, like, incredibly emotional. He's crying all the time. It's so valuable. It's the most important thing you've ever seen in the whole world. And so we look at these screen caps, 
and the screen grabs of this interview that he's having with who's the fucking oh it's okay so it's the photographer of Paul and it looks I've never seen a photo of a man being mansplained before (laughs) but that's what this looks like to me yeah what do you think he's saying in that photo to me it looks like a well actually because he's doing the hand thing (laughs) yeah yeah. And that's what it gives out to me. What do you think he's saying? I think he's saying, uh, really, the through line in the Fifty Shades movies <laughs> is family. Oh, God. <laughs> he looks like he's yeah, just, just giving the, the biggest sigh internally that yep. you cannot express out loud. <laughs> it's like, I will just hold this forever. I will die with this sigh in my, in my body. <laughs> and we've seen our pets make this face as well sure and yep. it just gives them a kinship that i would <laughs> have never blood brothers. <laughs> do you exactly. think that they've talked do, like have they shared their experiences they have to have right i don't know if they, nothing if else if i, I were hope, either of yeah. them i would be having regular like game nights with <laughs> yes oh my God. that would be so good i need case Stu and dakota johnson to be best friends i need that for me Personally. And then they could couple swap. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yep. Except we can't because works. Dakota Johnson's dating the dude from Coldplay for some reason. W- Chris Martin? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still so mad about it. I don't know why I'm so unreasonably <laughs> angry about it, but I hate it. <laughs> and somehow... And listen, I don't like to get political in this space, but somehow <laughs> watching the Super Bowl made me angry at Coldplay. And I don't know why. <laughs> and so I am angry at Chris Martin by proxy. Sure. After watching that halftime show. So I don't even want to hear his name anymore. Are you saying that all mediocre bands full of white guys remind you of Coldplay? That's exactly what I'm saying, Jacob. <laughs> mm. <laughs> And also all the bands that I used to love in middle school that are just absolute trash now. Um, yeah. Yo, I used to love Maroon 5. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maroon 5 and Coldplay used to fuck. Mm-hmm. And, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait, each other. <laughs> Actually, I stand by my statement. Don't yeah, fact check I mean, me. <laughs> um, listen, the early 2000s were a crazy time for rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> they made some beautiful albums, you know? <laughs> that Songs was- about Jane bops too hard <laughs> to not be about another man you know what i mean um songs about chris <laughs> that's oh what i'm saying uh, <laughs> am i allowed to leave my own podcast can i just <laughs> can i get out of here i want you to commit to that bit and hang up right now <laughs> <laughs> you're not the guts okay fuck we're almost there um <laughs> we need to talk about miss bala <laughs> And I'm sorry to say that, but we have yeah, to for well, just like one second. It happens. Mainly because there's new photos that have come out of, about Catherine Hardwick on the set of Miss Bala. And first of all, I want to say, I think she's a vampire. <laughs> just right <laughs> off the bat. All right. Well. <laughs> she hasn't aged at all, Cody. It's been a decade. That is fair. That's a fair assumption to make. <laughs> the only time that that doesn't happen is when white women aren't racist. And like, uh. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's just a vampire. You're unwilling to to get rid of the <laughs> assumption that she's probably racist. 
I I think she's just racist. Oh, my uh, God. And also just a vampire. Because, like, you know what I mean? Shit happens. Um, a racist vampire. Now, to be fair, those new quotes about Twilight did come out. And it did right, seem so more that's... like it was on Steph and not Catherine. So, like, yeah. I think Catherine's probably all right. But she does just... look like a vampire. We can because... never be sure and we can never trust anyone. <laughs> so we just have to place our no. bets here. <laughs> No, I think I don't trust anyone. Anyway, she looks the exact same. And I'm pretty sure she has, like, the same exact outfits. Anyways, it's all a conspiracy theory is what I'm trying to say. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Now, even though I pulled this last one, I do need you, Cody, to read it out for Jacob and I, please. Oh, God. I'm ready. If only Uh, just the question. Sure. Uh, this is from a site called Female First. Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? (laughs) Um, and the question is, what does it mean if I dream about vampires? Now, listen, we've all done this. Uh, Hey. (laughs) Don't speak for everyone. You can speak from your personal experience. (laughs) Hey. Uh, I don't know. Hey, is this my god? everyone has. Hey. (laughs) I can't believe I'm getting um, ambushed in my pocket. <laughs> I think everyone has. Now, what I love most about this article is that there's two things about here. They draw a binary about vampires. Yes. One is they say if you consider them to be like sexual figures. And then the thing that makes me sad is that they say if you consider the vampire more like a Nosferatu. And now, <laughs> if you know my opinions about Nosferatu, Nosferatu fucks. You can get it. Um... Oh my god. Is this a previously established opinion or are we just hearing about this now? Yeah, no, no Allie, the amount of times that Allie has said Nosferatu can get it in this podcast face is too many. You, I'm sure that you've already gone into this, but can you give me the elevator pitch for why Nosferatu can get it? All I'm trying to say is. <laughs> I just don't understand why I have to explain this opinion. Like, he is. Do, are you confused? <laughs> He, he is, is a figure whom others are compared to when they are not gettable. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen. All I'm saying is that like, when you think of Byronic heroes, you obviously oh, think like- of Nosferatu. <laughs> and listen, I'm just saying that, like, I love a striking eye. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm looking at photos of him right now, <laughs> so and I, I think I have to agree. <laughs> There's one of a Nosferatu. Now, is it fan art? Maybe, but it's Nosferatu <laughs> on a like Fabio style chest. Mm. All I'm saying, <laughs> he can get it. Just, Nosferatu fucks. <laughs> cannot I be have on board with Google this. Google searched a Nosferatu hot. Okay, oh, no. I'm not finding it. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Okay, instead, I have looked up Nosferatu sexy, and I have now found Nosferatu on a female body. Oh, I'm. That's coming for Ali's bisexual brand. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, it, it uh, looks like you have options. Yeah. Nosferatu speaking. I also see him Nosferatu's face on a bodybuilder, and that's a little bit too much. So all I'm saying is Nosferatu fucks, and I don't know why I have to keep reiterating that fact. <sighs> uh, listen, sometimes you just want someone to suck the life out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've heard that before, but I did not realize the context. <laughs> that's all I have to say. And that's Hello. that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> I've decided. All right. 
Allie just got a soundboard where she's just cueing the end of this. No, the with real, real joke, life sounds. The real joke is I can just throw my voice just really far. Um, just I try not to unleash it too much. It's so powerful. Now, this is a good question for all of us, Jacob included, because I know that Jacob is now a savant of this series. One of our patrons, Sophia Brady, asked, what was our favorite part of the entire Fifty Shades of Grey series? Wow. A great question. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, why don't you start? <laughs> um, Jacob's the most mm. fresh in his mind. That's true. Yeah, so I watched... Fifty Shades Darker yesterday, and I watched Fifty Shades Freed today. So this is all very fresh in my mind. That's so. Let wild. me uh, let me scan my notes real quick. <laughs> wow, I have I have a few contenders, so I'll just list those, <laughs> and then we'll see if we can find what my favorite is. I think that Fifty Shades Freed has the funnest moments in it. Sure. So I think it's yeah. got to be from Fifty Shades uh, Freed. I think it might be. Here's why I think it is. I think Sawyer. The bodyguard is a great yes. character. Yeah, he's I so good. I want a whole movie about him. I w- just <laughs> throughout the movie, I couldn't stop imagining like Anastasia and Christian are off doing some bullshit, and then he calls up his friend. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. Things are getting crazy around here. They like he he was mad at her, so he was about to fuck, but then he didn't, and she got mad, and then they, they handcuffed to the ceiling. I don't know, man. He's like freaking out. He's yeah. like, she just stole a car." I don't know. I got to chase her. <laughs> I got to chase Mrs. Gray. So uh, I like Sawyer a lot. I want to uh, read Sawyer's blog. <laughs> yes. Really bad. Oh, Sawyer's got to have a great blog. I think that the the opening parts of Shift, Fifty Shades Freed are legitimately fun and completely unproblematic until <laughs> the whole like put your boobs away thing happens but before that it's like nice i, I felt cannot, good watching ooh, it Ooh, jacob okay yep i cannot wait to talk about that um yes <laughs> I, I actually i think i i have my favorite moment from the whole series Please. i just remembered it i liked when in 50 shades darker christian performs magic on layla and he's like <laughs> neil and she's like mm. he's like have you you've seen the televangelists who are like uh, the power of the Holy Spirit be in you, and then they like freak out and fly out of the room? He did that to Layla, and then was like petting her head, and I that was the only moment in the series where I sat up. <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah, he I straight up did like the power of Christ compels you, and yeah, I get it. He did that, and she dropped so quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cody, what stands out to you? It's not like the my most favorite thing because actually when I think about it it does make me a little angry but it's something I'm always thinking about (laughs) and it fascinates me and that is of course Anna's very famous tea recipe (laughs) oh my god which I don't think ever gets visualized in the movies at least to my understanding maybe in the first one I was about to say do I know just in the the first one yeah probably just in the first one so Anastasia Steele does not know how to drink tea First of all, she's, like, obsessed with Twinning's English breakfast tea because she thinks that's the most high-class, like, best tea there is mm. when it's the tea that, the most generic tea. Yeah, it's and a hotel tea. She, yeah, it's just, like, a hotel tea. And she gets so offended when there's other types of tea that are probably better for her. And then she's like, <laughs> fuck this, it's not Twinning's. And then when she actually makes the tea, she has her, like, hot water in her cup or whatever, 
she puts it back in it and immediately whips it out. And it just, like, it doesn't even get any of the tea in there. It's just, like, a whisper, a whisper of tea. <laughs> She's basically drinking microwaved LaCroix. Absolutely, yep. that is what's happening. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It happens so much in the book, and it's so infuriating, but so funny. Yeah, you have to imagine that that happens every time that something stressful happens, which is yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's awful. Okay, if I have to think about my favorite thing. Um, it's got to be the IHOP scene, which is tragically cut from the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in that's in the first one, I think. Yeah, the first book, um, where they go to Georgia and they fly on those, like, swoop-de-swoop planes. You, hey, that's a... <laughs> listen, I know what face you're making right now. Don't. It's the swoop-de-swoop planes. The ones that they go, um, and they have no gravity. <laughs> and after that, they were in the book anyways. They go to IHOP, and Christian and Anna almost fuck on the table. So... <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They should have. They, they should have done it. Yeah. On top of some half-off appetizers Tuesday nights. Right. You know, oh, wait, that's Applebee's. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what I would give I? them to fucking Applebee's. <laughs> Just a dollar <laughs> margarita. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and it's oh like, God. Christian, you're too inaccessible. You don't understand how the real world works. Like, I'm going to take <laughs> you down to Applebee's. Is that <laughs> real? Fucking get it. <laughs> Was that the rationale for going to IHOP? Um, no, he just really wanted pancakes, I think. And well, where else to go but <laughs> the house of pancakes? Listen. I love this idea, though, of Anna being like, Christian, you really don't understand how us middle class people live. I'm going to take you to my hometown and show you a really good place. And then she takes him to a fucking <laughs> chain of Applebee's. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Can I revise my favorite moment from the movies? Please do. Okay, this is from the movies specifically. Okay. I think my favorite moment has to be during the first movie in the opening credits when I first saw the words, music by Danny Elfman. (laughs) Tell me more. I pooped. (laughs) I saw that and was like, oh, all right. And then for the remainder of the series, I waited. I waited for a, a beautiful, twinkly theme. Yes. Uh, something a little spooky, maybe. I got nothing. No. I got some generic strings. Yeah. Probably digital. <laughs> and then I got uh, the shittiest cover of I Feel Good that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and that was the music. Just a lot of sexy pop hits. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking about this today. All the music in the movies is like covers of songs and it's the same but just with a baby voice it's like (laughs) i feel good (laughs) i just started thinking like the potential for this is incredible i think that if this soundtrack sold well which i think it did it did did. yeah Yeah. oh well in that case i mean name a song you know it could bob the builder can he do it yes he can that right there could have been a hit. Hey, future Cody, can you clip that for me so I can make that my ringtone? Thank you so much. Um, please and thank you. I, yeah, now I 
I'm thinking about it, right? Because there's there's major songs that came off these. And I, I yeah. want us to get to the music from this one specifically because Sweet Jesus. But if you think about, like, Love Me Like You Do, right? That's some baby voice right there. I get you. I get you. <laughs> yeah, Love major baby like voice. like you do. Touch, touch me like you do. That's the whole thing. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> it. Is grating it. to listen to. Honestly, you could blindfold me. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> That's basically just Good. a Pepsi Coke comparison right there. You know what I mean? And I'm Coke. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pepsi, more than okay. You know what I mean? Isn't that their branding right now? I'm pretty sure I watched that commercial this weekend. None of us are the brand managers for Pepsi. <laughs> okay, none of you watch the none of you watch the Super Bowl with their commercial about more than okay. I had so wow. much work to do. I had to edit this fucking, podcast. Thank you very much. Fucking posers. I did. I did see more than okay. All right. All right. See. All right. Whatever. Great. Um, okay. So speaking of more than okay, let's talk about Fifty Shades Read, um, which got a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah. Which seems about right. Clean um, the crop, baby. How does that compare to the rest of the series? It's about right. I'm gonna look up. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. Because uh, uh, yeah. I feel as though Fifty Shades Freed is the most enjoyable one by miles. Fifty Shades I Darker has twelve percent. Yeah. I think Fifty Shades Darker was the worst one that was the one where i was upset for the most runtime <laughs> okay i was wrong 50 shades of gray has the best out of all of them it's a 25 percent. damn right, yep. yeah, fair enough i guess um people just stayed th- they watched that one and they were like nope i'm done <laughs> sure the last thing that i want to do before we talk about our initial thoughts is they shot 50 shades darker and 50 shades free at the same time in both really Paris and vancouver bc that's so bananas. No, that's... Well, I wish I knew that watching them. That sort of changes the game for me. So that's wild. And while they were doing that, to keep the hype off, they were titled, the working titles of these were Further Adventures of Bax and Bakes 2 and 3. <laughs> Love that. That's great. So that's an important information to know. Wow. Yeah. So they they use the same filming method as such classics as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) I I wonder if two movies worth of sex scenes really weighed on them. I mean, they did mention that like by the end of this they fucking hated each other, so Sure. Like they had like no chemistry. And also just the script is incredibly draining on someone's psyche. So that's fair. Yeah. And also I think I would just hate sex from there on out i'd be like no booty anymore <laughs> it's over <laughs> it's done booty is done booty's canceled there's an embargo on the booty okay oh my god yeah. <laughs> um now i have mentioned that throughout all of these i've watched the unrated ones cody oh. or did you watch the rated or the unrated one i think i did the rated one okay jacob I cannot be sure. I think they are the rated ones, but what I can definitely say is I watched all of them in 360p. (laughs) Jacob, (laughs) how do you even know that there were sex scenes then? (laughs) I I am not fully sure because one of the pixels was violently moving against the other. Okay, can I talk about my my link, the the copy that I watched? (laughs) Because I think it was, A, I was grateful 
uh, I think it was the rated one, and I was grateful for that because it was by far the shortest one we've had yet. Like, mm-hmm. it, mine was at least was an hour and forty five minutes. The other ones have been yeah. like over two hours long. One, I Fifty Shades Darker, I think was like two hours and like twenty minutes or something. Right. Dude, I think I watched the unrated ones then, because all of them were over two hours. Okay, well, the last one, the rated version, I guess, is 145. But Yeah, this one was, <laughs> the unrated was 145. Yeah. Oh, well, um, then I, I don't know what to say. I saw <laughs> a version that was eight hours Yours long. Yours had commercials. <laughs> but every time, a te- like, someone was texting or, like, sending an email or something, there were subtitles at the bottom in Russian. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Text. Duh. And they were huge. They were like <laughs> the full lower third. <laughs> so crazy. Sometimes they were covering that phone it was showing like on the text that I could have read already. But now I couldn't because oh it was in Russian. <laughs> That's buck wild. So that was my little <laughs> experience. What, um, what website did you get yours from? <laughs> I don't want to, you know, talk about my crimes on a public forum on the podcast. Because I, I got mine from, uh, I was alternating. <laughs> Here's how I did it. Cody, I had let him one say it window. and then just put moans over it. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. I had one window open that was Put Locker. Yeah. And another window open with one, two, three movies. Okay. And I was alternating between them. Here, Here's why. I would pause one so that it could load. Mm-hmm. And then play the other until it stopped loading. <laughs> oh and then pause God. that one. And then I jump back to Put Locker and play that one until it stopped. <laughs> All in 360p. <laughs> All in 360. They were both in 360p. That's my nightmare. That whole situation is my nightmare. <laughs> oh, it looked like a nightmare. Absolutely. Well, I don't mean to brag, but uh, I bought mine. And my quality was great. Someone's got money. <laughs> So I saw no dick because there isn't any dick in these movies. Here's the fucking thing: have this written down. (laughs) I have written down to bring up why no dick. That's all it says. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. The difference between rated and unrated has never meant anything. It's always just been like, oh, you see like a shot a little bit earlier, or you see a little bit more of his butt. I've yep. seen every fucking inch of Dakota Johnson's body over the course of these three movies, and I've not seen any pain. Not even a little pain. <laughs> nope. And you know what's worse is it gets so close sometimes. Right. <laughs> like, the camera will be moving yeah. at a, a certain rate where once it hasn't stopped, you're like, oh, they have to show dick. Yeah. And then it, it just comes to a total halt. Or it's panning down, and by the time it actually reaches down there, he's already in. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's a nice little yeah, bait switch on Dakota me. Yeah, and it's just Dakota cheek. Right. I don't need more cheek. There's the moment especially when they're in the shower, <laughs> and it's it's there. Like, I went closer to my TV, which uh, <laughs> my computer, by the way, was hooked up to via HDMI. So the 360p was blown up to full size. <laughs> That's so and, uh, unkind. It was awful. But I, I looked for penis and I found Ninus. <laughs> well, there it's was been definitely... fun having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was definitely a peen embargo, that's for sure. Um, yes. It's it awful. I I did want to mention that too because, like Cody mentioned, there's with the extended versions and with the unrated version, there is no difference. You get right. more, you get more Dakota Johnson boob. 
and that's it. And honestly, you honestly, you just get more of the extended scenes. There isn't, the unrated versions don't mean more sex. They just mean more lip biting and more yeah. lingering <laughs> shots. That's it. I'm it's pretty sure that technically unrated, and Cody, you might know more about this than me, so feel free to correct me, but I think that unrated might just mean a longer version of the movie and then the MPAA didn't see it. Yeah, that could you know that I mean? could check out. Yeah, so I think it might not mean more sex, it just means extended movie. Yeah, it's generally a catch-all for extended, but I think it works like in the marketing sense for Fifty Shades to be like, oh, there's more stuff in here, when really like there's right. not additional scenes or like additional like shots or whatever for the most part. It's just no like, dick. it's longer, and no dick, and injustice to everyone. Um, yeah. But they're just like, hey, if you buy the DVD, you'll you'll get a little bit you'll longer. You'll get an extended, you'll get a longer, thicker version. <laughs> <laughs> Love me like you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most unfun oh I've had. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Into the Unfun. Um, <laughs> so, your initial thoughts. We have no pain. What else? I'm just going to scan through some of my notes I've written down. Yeah, let's let's, not, let's just do like, let's shoot the shit. Let's just go okay. all at it. First thing I've written down, this is a basic take. This is a cold take. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to claim I'm the first person to think this, <laughs> but I think that Christian is probably the least likable character ever put to screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's pretty yeah. despicable. Yeah. I think it's this and then Jill from Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd have to think about Jack and Jill in 2019. Well, here you are. All right, next thing I've written down is uh, I think the worst part about being rich is probably the whole Mr. and Mrs. thing. That would grind my gears. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. People being like, hey, Mr. Shao, what do you want for breakfast? I don't like it. Another cold take. (laughs) Let's just um, let Jacob have his own, like, five-minute set right here. <laughs> just get, get the podium. It's like, what do you think? <laughs> I'd, I'd have plenty to say. Go ahead and do All your right. type five. You know, I think my next one is a hot take. I think this one is hot. Okay. <laughs> I cannot handle watching them do detective work right after doing BDSM. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's super weird that they, first off, that they do BDSM. Secondly... That it's like a weird manipulative fight. Well, and then a, she's like, that wasn't cool. And he's like, let's get down to business. <laughs> and they, they like <laughs> just start drawing conclusions about like suspects. <laughs> I'm not into it. Yeah, um, they're definitely not qualified to be doing any of the things they're doing. <laughs> absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, they're, they, they are like, uh, these hands are clearly those of a woman. She must be working with Jack, who are his accomplices. Oh, nah. God. My favorite is when they do the, like, <laughs> enhance of the security footage. Yes. And this is enhance. Jack in, like, a, ba- a full beige outfit, top to bottom. And he's the most unrecognizable man <laughs> in the world. And she's like, it's Jack. I know it. <laughs> it's like, how do you know that? <laughs> He looks like he's in Yeezy season three. That's the most basic man. That could be She's any like, man. I would know that grainy chin anywhere. It's <laughs> so silly. Um, uh, you know what? Christian redeemed himself a little bit for me because I think he's got a nice voice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. 
I Good think he's dreaming. Sue me. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I kind of came back around to him on that one, so uh, he had me there. Oh, okay. This is a good one. The excuses for them to have sex are worse than in any of the other movies. Like, in the other movies, it's like, you've been bad today. I know, Daddy. You put these on. That's what the rest of the movies are. But then now it's like... the. It, we out. We ch- lost this guy who was trailing us. They pull into a parking lot, and in moments, she is atop him, and he lasts about forty-five seconds, and then they breathe so heavily. That scene. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the book-to-movie differences, but that one is a huge one because mm-hmm. in the book, it's actually a covered parking lot, which makes a little bit more sense than just a parking lot on a side street yeah it's that does make more sense already okay i have uh i have one last observation and then i'll pass it over please uh i think the editing in this movie is kind of good hear me out (laughs) hear me out okay welcome the one scene that i know (laughs) absolutely the one scene i noted in particular is she's at work but she's dreaming about the butt plug. Oh, that was and, very good. Uh, <laughs> the cross cuts were kind of really, I was like, am I really enjoying this? Because she, like, her assistant is like, uh, Miss Gray, Miss Gray. And all she can hear is, like, whoever was singing, like, The weekend or whoever. And then <laughs> the butt plug in and Christian being like, finally, we got a butt plug in there. And, uh, the sa- I don't know. I thought it was artistic. I thought it was fun. And that made me be like, I guess this whole movie's great. That's very good. I love it. <sighs> it was such a um, mood, too, because she's just, again, at her job, which she doesn't do work at ever. Nope. No. <laughs> just None at all. sipping her nice cup of tea, thinking about just getting absolutely hammered last night. <laughs> she's sipping her nice cup of lukewarm water. <laughs> and she's like smiling and so giddy about it. And it's I've great. never seen someone smile about sex that way. Like thinking back to being like, oh, yeah, that was nice. It's like a faint little memory you had. You're like, oh, remember that happened last <laughs> Tuesday? Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> One of the things I found incredibly wild about that scene, too, and every time that they're in the Red Room, actually, but when Christian always opens up those drawers, they're always meticulously organized, mm-hmm. which I have to think, like, he goes in there at some point and organizes those drawers. Because if you were just an ordinary person, you would just throw shit in those drawers. <laughs> right. But he has, like, Alex by Ikea organizers in there for all of his individual butt plugs. Mm-hmm. It's like... Now, Christian, take me through a YouTube walkthrough video of how you organize your red room, because now I'm genuinely curious. I would love that. He's just like, uh, now the these butt plugs are a little finicky, and they tend to roll off of the shelves, so I've installed some little dividers here to keep them in. Real nice. And they come in red, which is sort of the theme I'm going for, but really it's up to you. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell by the colors I have in here, but the motif and the ideas here are red and pink. (laughs) The idea here is Chinese New Year exploded. Oh, no. (laughs) And also with just a hint of childhood trauma. Just a hint. Just a a touch and a (laughs) moose-bouche. Childhood trauma. So much more than a hint of childhood trauma. Like, I... (laughs) I always have to remember... The walls are lined with childhood trauma. It is seeping through... (laughs) 
like every time I'm about to get like a little bit into like the steaminess of it, I have to be like, oh wait, no, this is a product of some really dark stuff that the movie just barely touches on. Absolutely. Cody, what were some of your initial takeaways from this Uh, movie? Some of my thoughts. What I noticed, especially in like the beginning, like probably like first act, especially like the beginning montage stuff, is like there's definitely not a lot of dialogue. No. Especially in that segment, too. Um, And that is obvious because there are so many music cues in the beginning of this movie that no no two people can be talking for more than 30 to 60 seconds before they just (laughs) go somewhere else and get carried away on a musical, like a song cue, on a jet ski, or like murder shit's happening. It's just like, for a full like 30-45 minutes, the conversations are just like... Here's 60 seconds of dialogue that really means nothing and we don't know anything. <laughs> We've learned nothing from this interaction. Also, here's a sexy pop song cover. Let's go. Or like, <laughs> here's them having sex. Here you go. It's like, what is happening? You know what I absolutely love, Cody? Is yeah. that you are such a legitimate film reviewer slash critic. <laughs> uh-huh. And yet you spend so much of your time <laughs> t- talking about this weird, weird vampire-inspired sex series. Yeah, well... (laughs) And? And, Jacob? (laughs) We all have our vices, Jacob. (laughs) That we do. All right. Nobody's Um, perfect. Another thing I thought was great um, was that there's so many good fits in this film. Mm -hmm. They really cranked it out. All the wedding fits were great. All the, like... Rita Ora looked great in everything she put on her body. It was beautiful and amazing. And also a crime, but yes. Anna's- she really rocks that chair that was tied to her back. I thought oh. she pulled it off. <laughs> yes, Style Trend 2019. Mm-hmm. That's scenario. going in my luck book. That's on my Pinterest board. I framed it and put it in my room. <laughs> it's now just taking wherever. Hey guys, also- welcome to my channel. Today it's just a cozy day from home. Mm. I really wanted to unplug. Oh my god. <laughs> and also, one last thing. Back to the like red room toy situation. Please. There's one scene where Christian brings in a vibrator. Yes. And in the book, I don't remember how exactly it was laid out, but like it was just kind of like, oh, here's a vibrator. And like Anna's like, what the fuck? What? That's crazy. What is this? And this one, in the movie, he like takes it from the drawer, which is like a good distance away from where Anna is like tied up. <laughs> <laughs> he turns it a on lot of where he's he turns on while he's standing there and he walks all the way back with it vibrating in his hand <laughs> <laughs> and then just does it to her but it's like he just walks for like 15 feet <laughs> just like an active vibrator going on <laughs> and an not doing anything <laughs> an active vibrator yeah an active bomb yep <laughs> My drag that is name an is amazing... Active Vibrator. <laughs> That's such a good observation. And don't forget that his next line of dialogue is, this is how you make me feel. Right. And it also becomes the worst scene ever because it's horribly abusive and awful. But it's oh, it's such a fucking roller coaster of emotions. I, it's really interesting to see the series not give a fuck about yeah. how problematic it is. Like, they, oh, no. they know your complaints and they don't give a shit. Oh, no. 
No, absolutely not. That scene in particular I found incredibly weird because you know someone got turned on. They were like, shit, is edging my thing? (laughs) (laughs) And that's the whole thing. That's all I could think about during that was I was like, Christian, why aren't you just, like, getting Anna off by, like, edging instead of just being an asshole and talking about, like, revenge in this situation? Dude, I agree. Because when I was watching that, I thought that he was trying out a new thing by Uh edging her. And I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be good for her. We're really going to enjoy this. <laughs> and then she got mad about it and he was mad. And I was like, what? Stop. Stop it. That's a great positive thing that you two can do together. This doesn't have to be a revenge thing. Get back to it. Think <laughs> <laughs> of another relationship coach. <laughs> I would love to be their sex coach. They Just need stand help going, so bad. <laughs> you enter, Christian. Jacob. If you could just get them to talk to each other, <laughs> I think all of us would be incredibly grateful. That's what I'm saying. They just need to sit down. He needs to go put his vibrators in the closet that is two minutes across the room <laughs> and then walk all the way back so they can discuss. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I do want to talk about are some of the differences between the book that we just read and this movie. Hell yeah. Some are minor and they don't really matter. Like Anna throws her wedding bouquet. Mia catches it instead of Elliot. And mm. so she like throws it to Elliot. Now, one of the things too, when you're talking about looks, Cody, is that going away look that Dakota Johnson was wearing, that like nude suit. So uh, banging. So dude, banging. God it's damn. so good. <laughs> she looked incredible. Yeah. yeah, there were some looks, and like in the um, in the conversation where she is intentionally getting ready after she thinks he cheats, and so she's like ha- having a fight with him while like standing naked and getting ready in her fancy dress. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that was going to end up in the movie because in the book it's talking about like this is my sexiest purple dress. And we don't really see it. Like we just see her in like the stockings and the underwear. Yeah. And then immediately jump cuts and like her hair is done, her makeup's done. It's like, okay. <laughs> but I was like, all right, all of her outfits are pretty big and through all of this, yeah. which is great. Did a good job. Some other things that were different. During the honeymoon, Anna was supposed to buy Christian that fancy camera. The reason oh, yeah. being to compare Christian's photos and Jack's photos and that doesn't happen. There's also no talk of a prenup. Yep. It wasn't a huge thing in the book, but was kind of a thing it was definitely a Um, moment yeah how did you all feel about gia mateo in the movie um who's the architect oh yeah oh yeah 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 that was uh that so i was watching that and my roommate came into my room during that scene and was like oh what is this it was interesting and i was like don't don't get too interested and I think that speaks to how uh, I think that scene can work on its own. Yeah. <laughs> I think that scene has legs. Sure, yeah. One of the things that I found incredibly valuable about that in particular is the fact that she's also in John Tucker Must Die. Ugh. And I kept looking yes. at her like, why do I know you? Why do you look so familiar? The car chase is a little bit different. So we talked about like the the parking lot structure um, at the end was supposed to be in a, like, 
vertical upward parking lot structure, which makes more sense for the sex scene. But the way that it goes in the book, right, is it's on the 420, which is this, like, massive bridge that goes across the lakes that we have here in Seattle. And instead, it just goes through... Now, this is a hyper-local reference to Seattle, um, but it goes on the Seattle Viaduct, which recently just closed, like, two weekends ago. So, the freeway that you saw this on, you can't drive on anymore, which I found kind of interesting from my perspective of, like, oh, that's a, you can tell that this will be dated in a couple of years. Sure. And it means that all those couples out there looking to recreate the sex scenes from Fifty Shades will never be able to complete their quest. I hope so, honestly. <laughs> That's my one goal in life to stop those. Yeah, my travel their plans are done. Yes. <laughs> the other thing, and I, Jacob, you probably noticed this too because you've watched the movies so much in the past few days. Um, <laughs> yes. Is that Taylor, who is part of Christian security, and what's her face, Mrs. Jones, are supposed to be a thing in the books, but they're uh-huh. not in the movies. And it felt very striking in this one to me more than the other ones. That Mrs. They Jones nothing. being what's her name? Being the housekeeper and maid for Christian. Oh, the- oh yeah. Oh, that would have been nice. They were kind of like the only safe couple in <laughs> right? the book. Um, and so for them to be gone was kind of a personal crime, I feel I like. think it would have been nice to show a cute couple. Yes. I think so too one of the so I want to get to Christian in just a second but the Mm -hmm. one that's like major as far as plot points goes right is the fact that Jack comes in and grabs Anna in a Scala which is completely different to how it goes in the book yeah for sure Um, Cody do you remember in specifics how it happens in the book because I know Christian is out he's in New York Yeah, and Anna and Kate they go to get drinks, which happens in the in the movie as well. Yes, yeah. But in the book, it's different. I think he was already caught. Yeah, when I think she it was, comes back. Right. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, she if she had got there any earlier, or like it would have been that. But it was never right. like an actual confrontation. I don't think everyone else at Escala is trying to like contain the situation or something. At least from what I remember. No, that makes sense to me. Because instead, it just felt like um, Sawyer was standing there and like, God damn it. I did not. I don't get paid <laughs> enough for this job. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it felt it felt awful to me. So I want to save Christian, a.k.a. Jamie Norton, singing for when we get cool. into the music bit. Um, <laughs> but because it's, it's so much on its own. But the proposal is also different, which I yeah. felt like was kind of important. So... Jacob, in the book, Elliot proposes to Catherine, or Kate, as she prefers to be called, at a mm-hmm. fancy dinner that they have all together as a big group, and then they go out to a club. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes so much more sense <laughs> than you imagine Christian's brother just screaming a proposal over this loud bass beat. <laughs> in a club that supposedly means nothing to them emotionally. Yeah. By that time in the movie, I was barely paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I felt sort of offended that the movie would even ask me to care about a second couple. 
I, That's fair. The book doesn't try to make you care about it either, and yet they're like, don't you see? They're in love. <laughs> like, what? I don't care about any yeah. of these people. Sure, they can be in love. I guess. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, good for them. Uh, can we talk about another difference? Another big yes, difference? Yes, please. The fact that Ray is not there <laughs> at all. Yes, I was just <laughs> going to get to that. Okay, okay. So... Jacob, in the book, anyways, there's this major plot point that happens in this where Anna's dad, Ray, <laughs> um, go like is in Portland. He's going on this like guy's day, gonna go fish, do masculine <laughs> things, and they get hit by a drunk driver and he's in the hospital because he like broke his leg and all this stuff. And this is a massive plot point in this book of Anna. It's in like brothers. half of the book. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Anna, like, goes back to Portland and is, like, contemplating a whole bunch of stuff because her and Christian are kind of, like, having a tiff at that time. And she, like, celebrates her surprise birthday party down there and all these things. It's a massive thing. And it's just nowhere, nowhere in the movie to be found at all, (laughs) which is Buckwild. I guess that, for me as someone who's only seen the movies... That's fair, because Fifty Shades Freed had about 90% more plot than the other two movies combined. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. As it is, so I don't know that... Yeah, I don't think they needed the additional subplot. How did you both feel about the epilogue in the credits? What Was there an ep? I turned the movie off the moment it faded to black. Jacob! <laughs> I, I This was a fuck up on my part. You watched all. You watched hours, <laughs> hours of movie, Jacob, and you couldn't I I, stay for one more minute. For one more minute, <laughs> this was a serious mistake. But I would love to hear what goes on in the epilogue. Cody, what happens? I'm actually nope. I also missed out this. I thought you meant the montage. I saw that, but I also checked out immediately when it finished. (laughs) Okay, well, we have to talk about the montage in a second because the montage is fucking buck wild. Yes. But the epilogue at the end, so we get like a credits and it goes for like 30 seconds and then it fades. And it basically gets into the epilogue that we read in the book Mm -hmm. where Teddy is there, their child, their boy that they call Ted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Their child's name is Ted. And I hate it. And he's, like, running around. And Jamie Dornan actually looks like Jamie Dornan because he's playing with a kid. And he looks like actual, like, dad Jamie instead of, like, tightened up Christian, which is nice. And then Anna is sitting on a picnic blanket, incredibly pregnant. (laughs) And she's reading the book by the author that she had been talking to earlier on in Fifty Shades Freed. And then... They talk about, like, oh, yeah, this is our daughter. And they still do the, um, like, they don't do the barefoot and pregnant thing. So they, like, cut out the fact that he's still, at the end of this, hasn't changed at all. Right. (laughs) Which is awful. Hmm. Yep, I hate that. And then it goes, Christian will return in Infinity War. Yes, thank you. The most daring <laughs> crossover in cinema history. Yes. Um, what if all the Avengers fought? Oh, oh, that's that has been explored. I'm sure. I feel like absolutely a hundred percent. I feel like even back in my day when I was still on Tumblr, I saw that. Yeah, happen. sure. Yep. Okay, so tell me about this montage because this montage fucks me up a little bit. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just like. 
the greatest hits of the last three oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Many of which were in the movie we had just watched. Yeah, that we just saw. <laughs> that we just saw with our own eyes. It's off. I hate that it reminded me of that stupid proposal keychain that was engraved with the word yes and was yes. lighting up. I hate it. I, that's my that's my least favorite thing in the whole series. I hate that thing so much. As soon as I saw that, I knew you were going to be pissed off. It's so aggravating. They have so much money. Why didn't you get a shitty-ass keychain <laughs> that says yes <laughs> with a little stupid LED light? <laughs> I was fucked up by that montage. Honestly, especially because of the fact that this whole movie felt like a Breaking Dawn ripoff to me. Yeah. Starting off with the wedding and this like fancy honeymoon, but to end it, to end it with a montage, I felt so pissed. I was like, you don't, I have no investment in this series. You don't have the rights to do this yet. It was criminal. <sighs> okay, I want to at least spend a moment on the music in this movie. Hell yeah. Because the people who were able to sing on this soundtrack is a crime. <laughs> There's a lot of people. There were a lot of songs that stuck out in my head anyways. The most notable ones, right? Like, we know Ellie Goulding's on here. We know Sia's on here. If it's a Fifty Shades movie, you know The weekend is going to be on here. Right. Of course. <laughs> like, they got Rita Ora and Liam Payne to, like, do the song for this movie. But there's two songs on here that fuck me up. One, the fact that Jamie Dornan sings in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of that they had in the rated version, but in the unrated version, it felt like a fucking music video. <laughs> it wasn't a lot, but it did feel too long. I'll tell you that. I gotta disagree with you there. I think that it had the perfect <laughs> amount of Jamie Dornan singing. And I w- you know what? Not even the perfect amount. I wish it would have gone longer. Oh, my God. It just we just so had bad. he had his like Jackson Maine moment and I'm proud of him I guess but it's just so un- it seems so weird in the plot and then the fact that Rita Ora and the other dude is just like we- we've known this man his whole life and we've never seen him sing it's just oh yeah that was thing. interesting because it's like who who is he practicing with right <laughs> who trained he's this just man? that naturally gifted Jacob duh right he's perfect he's Christian Grey. <laughs> Yeah, he was born this way. Oh my god. The song that stood out to me the most is when Anna is driving Christian's fancy car. Yeah. Right before (laughs) right before the the car chasing starts. And folks, I had to look up the lyrics for this to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind. But it seems like you also have opinions, Jacob. So go ahead and, and tell me all your things. I just thought, like, what a tonal switch from the rest of the movie. That they're, in reality, they're fleeing somebody who wishes them harm. So it should be a scary moment. But the music is like, and they're, like, having a fun couple moment. Then they smash afterwards. It's it was a shock to the senses, but not one that was unwelcome. It was so good. So this song is called Big Spender. It's by Kiana Brown. And for folks that haven't watched this movie, please don't. 
um, for the sake of this. But just a few notable lyrics from this include, but are not limited to, Big Baller, Bougie Shot Collar, No Fuck Boys Allowed in My Aura, Mrs. Wanna Mister Not for His Dollar, If You're Trying to Flex, Don't Bother Because I'm a Big Spender. Please know... That while Poetry. it's honestly like snaps, snaps, please. Um, <laughs> everyone, everyone. <laughs> thank you, Kiana, for this gift. I just love this idea of throughout all of this, we get a little bit of like Anna's Ocean's 8 material. And this song kind of stands out to me of that of like, yep, Anna doesn't give a fuck. And that's it. I did yeah. like the little glimpses we got into Anna being kind of badass, being her own woman. Like that moment, the one where she's like, Step off my man. I liked it. I like seeing her in her element. Yeah, it's very good. She gives no fucks with Gia. Um, it was nice to actually yeah. see the the bank scene kind of visualized. Her being in full sweats, too, is the it best. Was a her taking the bank guy's phone and just fucking throwing it into the puddle. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was, it was very good. I loved it a lot. Are there final thoughts that we have? From this movie, uh, I I mean I guess this has this I'm sure is the most said thing about Fifty Shades, but like, what a bad representation of how two people should interact with each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel I'll feel bad if I don't say that at least once. Right. Yeah. yeah that's justified. That's fair. Well, it's it's been said, so my final observation is done. We've talked about this quite a bit, but the fact that these people have known each other about seven weeks and in those seven weeks have gotten married and are now pregnant and during that time have not talked to each other at all is honestly a testament to like that it seems like they're on some sort of like cbs challenge (laughs) that i'm not aware of of like how many life events can you get through without just communicating with the partner (laughs) you're with at all right (laughs) um it would be more miraculous if it wasn't viewed as hashtag goals by so many people. Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. I also think that like the movie is cast in a way more flattering light when you think of it as one of those like weird porn videos where you're like, wow, the story of the, in this one is really good. And then you get kind of sucked <laughs> into it. If I organically came across this video on like Pornhub, then it would be the best watch of my life. But <laughs> but nay, I watched this video on both Put Locker and One Two Three movies hooked up to a television. Next week, Cody, we start our next season. Hell yeah, dude. Which I guess jokes on you, Jacob, you're part of our season finale, which I didn't realize until just now. Um, Alright. <laughs> now, one thing that we need to do before Jacob gets to the fanfic that I've been so excitedly anticipating this whole time Mm -hmm. is we need to thank our patrons. Now I feel personally like it would be inappropriate for us to release this episode without talking about the movie Valentine's day, but that's just me. So I have pulled up the Valentine's day cast, which if you have forgotten is a banger. I honestly I have forgotten, so I appreciate yeah, the, the it, refresher. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a banger of people, is all I have to say. So I'm gonna thank Audrey Cullen, 
who is one of our $10 sponsors. Um, and Audrey, this week, I think you're going to have to be Liz, who's played by Anne Hathaway. Wow. Hell yeah. So Audrey's winning. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to Taylor Brown, Town Lautner. Hot damn. Hot damn. Who's going to be... If you don't give her Taylor Lauder, I'm going to fucking quit this podcast. <laughs> you have all the opportunities to give her Taylor Lauder. I don't have to give her Taylor Lauder. I mean, she has to be Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner played a guy named <sighs> Willie in this. Are you kidding me? Fine. You played Willie? Taylor. Yeah. Taylor, you're going to be Willie. So, played by Taylor Lautner. If, Are you happy? If you don't wow. remember, this is when Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift were a thing. And so they were yes. like making out during this whole movie. Wait, is that real? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what's real. Sw- was it Swiftner? Was that the thing? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was like Taylor to the two degree. Taylor to the two degree. <laughs> how do, how, Allie is shipping. a teacher. She, <laughs> she's shaping the young minds of America. <laughs> I don't teach math. <laughs> I have not taken a math class since high school. Get off me. Thank you to Katie Weber, um, who is a fantastic $10 sponsor, who is obviously... I mean, this is, it, there's no joke. Like, it has to be that you are going to be, this is so obvious. Like, I don't understand why I even have to say this out loud. But you're going to be Hector Elizondo, um, who's so iconic. And when I think about happy movies, I think about Hector, you know? That was such a weird buildup for that name. Yeah, I, I was didn't... waiting for it to that be was like so loaded an and superstar. Just plateaued. How do you not? First of all, fuck both of you. <laughs> Honestly, that... fair. Hector, pretty woman, Hector, runaway bride. Hector. When you think of Julia Roberts, you don't think of Hector. Hector's fine. Like we're he- here having a great time with Hector, and that's great. But you hyped that up for 45 straight minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was just sick. an hour Next long drum roll. Be... <laughs> yeah. All right. Shout out to Simon. Motherfucking Steel. $25 sponsor. Let's go, Simon Steel. I'd shout you out, but I'd get snot on my laptop. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be Holden Wilson played <laughs> by Bradley Cooper? Which, Thank if you. that I'm is not a precursor to Jackson Maine in a star's porn, I don't know what is. <laughs> that is. That obviously <laughs> is. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, tag yourself. I am definitely Ashton Kutcher's photo on Google right now. <laughs> oh my god. Jacob, I've been waiting mm-hmm. for this for like an hour. You so. have. Uh, let, let me pull it up. I have so many tabs open. <laughs> so let me see. Jacob, <laughs> I tried this whole episode in a very concerted effort to not say your name in the way that I say Jacob Black's name because I know that you're not the same person. But uh, Let it out once. G- give me a-, a Jacob once. It sounds so different when I'm sick because it sounds, it sounds pleading and it sounds desperate in a way that like Bella would and that's not really the vibe that I'm going for. I'm going for more so of like a disappointed and like heartbroken way. Um, mm. But... I also don't want to give you, like, a parental vibe, you know? But that's fine. Um, Mainly when you say things like this, what I'm trying to say is that I feel a little bit like, Jacob! (laughs) I so noticed the nuance that went into that. Don't think I didn't. 
<laughs> There's a lot of layers in that particular one. It really did. Yeah. Listen, we're all Shrek underneath, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I feel like that's a pretty good build-up to this uh, oh, God. piece of literature <laughs> that I have procured for you two. Oh, no. I, a quick precursor. Oh, God. This is nasty. <laughs> what does that mean? Everything I read to Cody every week is nasty. I'm okay, Yeah, I'm going to assume that this is appropriate for this segment, given what I know about what you read weekly. So uh, I definitely wouldn't want to let the author go unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's just a screen name. I'm on fanfiction.net. Oh, that's perfect. And uh, this is going to be by Howard Digbert. Nice. Oh, no. That is okay. uh, all one word, no spaces. Howard Digbert. Shout out, Howard. Out. You're the master. Yeah. Dab for um, Digbert. He's sort of a, a Tolkien-esque figure to me. <laughs> oh, my Christ. The title of this... And before I say the title, I just want to say I'm actually going to be reading the whole thing because it is only one paragraph. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the title of this is Ronald McDonald X Windy Smut. <laughs> and we're off. <clears throat> Cody, did you tell Jacob that he needed to bring Twilight fanfiction? He asked and I said that he, did, he could do whatever he wanted. <laughs> All right. Well. I took that and ran with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is your <clears throat> space now. It was dark. Ronald and Wendy were alone watching TV in the living room together. <laughs> Mayor McCheese was murdered today. The Hamburglar is suspected to be behind the assassination. The news gets more depressing nowadays, said Ronald, depressingly. Nothing good ever happens anymore. Wendy looked up at Ronald. What do you mean? She said. We can make something good happen. Ronald was confused. Wendy walked over to the kitchen counter. You know what I could use right now, Ronald? She asked. <laughs> what? Ronald asked. Wendy giggled seductively. A Big Mac, she said as she raised her ass into the air, trying to turn Ronald on. Ronald walked over to Wendy, turned her over, and began kissing her very lustfully. Wendy did not want this to end. In fact, she wanted more. She wanted Ronald's big, fat, clown cock in her ass. Her vagina All her right. vagina <laughs> is like Niagara Falls. I'll be right back, he said as he went upstairs to his bedroom. He opened his drawer and got a fresh condom out of the box that he had hidden under his clothes. <laughs> he went back downstairs to his beloved Wendy to continue his sexual evening with her. When he got back, Wendy was completely naked. You ready? She said seductively. Ronald studied her body. Her breasts were as big as birdies, maybe even bigger. Her ass was as wide as Colonel Sanders' chicken farm in Kentucky. And her vagina... Her vagina was as Jacob red as raw hamburger meat. Oh and as God. fuzzy as a chicken. I'm ready, said Ronald as he pulled down his pants. Wendy was amazed at Ronald's perfect <laughs> penis. The tip was big, and the middle had some veins in it. Ronald walked over to Wendy, put the condom on, and slammed his dick into Wendy's ass. Wendy moaned loudly. It was everything that she had dreamed about in every wet dream she ever had about Ronald. Oh, Ronald! shouted Wendy. She was about to come, and so was Ronald. Semen flew all over the living room. 
Ronald got up. Time to prove you're a nice little lady, he said. He grabbed onto his dick. It was time for Wendy to give Ronald the blowing of his life. Wendy crawled over to Ronald and put her lips around Ronald's meat stick. It tasted so good she was loving it. (sighs) Well, that was definitely written by someone that's had sex before. (laughs) I'd like some snaps, please. (laughs) Sorry, of course. Sorry, sorry. sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reading that whole paragraph (laughs) out loud. I will say that the way that fanfiction.net is formatted, this is all one paragraph with no breaks. <laughs> oh my As God intended. Oh my God, Jacob. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, that's definitely, I think, the most obscene thing that's ever been on this show. Wow. Well, thank you for that treat and thank you for your honesty and bravery of bringing that into the space. I'm definitely Absolutely. not going to be haunted forever by that. I, I mean, I already am haunted. Not to mention that uh, I did not read this ahead of time. <laughs> so I was experiencing this at the same time as you. And I think that we really shared in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't read mine ahead of time either. I think it's for the best. Jacob, <laughs> where the fuck can we find you online? Well, first off, I... I hate that that was my outro. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you deserve, Jacob. You did this. The, yep. the Big Bag special sauce uh, <laughs> played me out. Um, Where else can we find you? I have a couple YouTube channels I work on. All right. One of flex. them is... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to reclaim that flex and say it was a good flex. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's a good flex. Thank you. It, uh, one of them is called More Than Enough, youtube.com slash more than enough, and we make sketch videos every single week, if that tickles your fancy. It uh, does, yes. If that, if that gets your Big Mac special sauce flowing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it does not do that, no. actually. Mm-mm. I additionally uh, am on a YouTube channel called youtube.com slash pretty much it, and... We talk over movies. And hey, oh, ooh, if you like Twilight, we did a Twilight video, and it's like 30 minutes long. Perfect. So you're, uh, you're, you're going to want to, you're going to want to grab your McDonald's, oh you know, God. you're going to want to grab your Baconators <laughs> and really settle in. If we've learned anything about the listeners of this pod, we know they're horny for Twilight content. Hell yeah. You know, so... Absolutely, and and now they're really getting going for, uh, you know, some fast food based smut. Get those meat sticks ready. God, I'm Ellie, you forever. have to stop okay, him. Otherwise, all right, he won't all right. <laughs> I feel like he's never going to be able to stop. All right, well, as we say here in Seattle, um, get bit and get whipped. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at 
kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone